Welcome to Self-Represented in Family Court. Your host, Tracy B. That's me. So, here we discuss strategies. Yes, strategies and how to use them to get the results you want in family court. If you're self-represented, pro se, pro per, or if you have an attorney and you just need to know what it takes to get through this complex family court system we have, this is the place to be. We discuss strategy. We discuss tactics. We discuss tips and tricks. We discuss techniques. We discuss secrets. We discuss it all. Whatever it takes to get you the strategy that you need, that's it. That's here. That's what we do. So sit back, take notes, and kick ass. Well, hello there. It's me, Tracy B., the Family Court Strategist, and you're listening to Self-Represented in Family Court. I'm back. It is 2024. Happy New Year to those of you I have not seen or spoken to. And welcome to my newcomers. I appreciate you. So I took a little break because there was some personal things going on and I needed to focus. But now I'm back. I'm back. And today, today I wanted to talk to you about finding and using resources as a pro se litigant in family court. So since the pandemic, 90% 90% of family court litigants are self-represented. The percentage of family court cases since the pandemic has shot up, has risen astronomically. And a good percentage of them, up to 90% in some places, are self-represented. Whether it's by choice or by force, they are going to court alone. And that is the reality for so many. But I'm here to tell you that is, it is not a death sentence for you to do that. That's why I do what I do. I am the pro se advocate, the pro se family court strategist. I specifically focus my services, my attention, my assistance, my support to those who are self-representing in family court, whether it's by force or by choice. And yes, it can be done. I have some victors, some victories to name specifically to point out who have gone to family court on their own and slayed family court on their own. Well, with my help. And so, but there's some people who still need some support, still need some guidance, some assistance in some shape, form, or fashion. And those are the ones I'm talking to today. If you are self-represented, pro se, pro per, whatever it's called, where you are, and you have a child custody case, a child support case, a visitation case, and or divorce case, and you are representing yourself, whether you have a custody coach, a legal coach, a family court strategist like myself, or somebody, a mediator, somebody, you know, guiding you and advising you, supporting you. Sometimes that's just not enough. Sometimes you still need other resources to supplement. It's not a bad thing. You just need other resources and other 
means of finding answers and information to supplement any one of those professionals that you might be getting assistance from. And there's so many places that you can find those resources. Well, not so many, but there's <laughs> there's several places where you can find some uh, assistance with finding things that you might need. Let's start with your, as I mentioned before, and I always tell people, always start with going to your county and or your state's family court website. So some states have family court by county websites, some don't, but every single state in this country has a website for its all of its courts and they usually have a section specifically for family court. You should always go there. Take some time, familiarize yourself, acquaint yourself with what's on there. Some of them have specifically a subcategory just for self-representing litigants. And they have, some of them have video instructions, some of them have PDFs, some of them have forms and templates, some of them even have an actual person that you can call. And some places actually assign a person to you when they know that you're pro se. So start there. There's a plethora of resources on your court's website. If there isn't, if there isn't, what I also tell people to do is to always check to see what the um, reigning legal services or legal aid or whatever it is in your area what they are, who they are, where they are, what they provide. They usually have a website as well. For a lot of states, they have legal aid or legal services or something equivalent to that. So if you put in free legal services organization in Google, something will pop up. And again, the extent of, or the breadth of what they offer will vary from state to state, maybe from county to county, because that's going to depend on the population the resources, the government grants that there, you know, it, there's so many variables that will um, have an impact on the extent to which the services will provide resources, free resources to you. Some of them do have sliding scales. Another good resource for some places, not all, is your state's bar association. Believe it or not, some states actually on their bar association websites, they have a category just for the self-represented. And on there, they may have attorneys who will take sliding scale fees. Some places have uh, an hour or a day where, uh, you know, on a regular basis, where they would just have someone answering the phone and answering your questions. Um, some of them will offer you free guides. You know, it depends, but that's another place. Again, this is specifically for self-represented, but it's not limited to self-represented. Um, not all, you know, some of those things, some of those resources I just discussed, or it doesn't matter whether you're self-represented or not. Little tip, little tip. Even if you have an attorney, it is your responsibility. It's your obligation. It is your duty to know, to be familiar with, to be knowledgeable, to understand, to acquaint yourself with the family court rules, the family court laws, the family court process. Do not rely 100% on your attorney. That is almost a death sentence to do that. Please don't do that. Okay. Other resources. Law school clinics. Law school clinics will sometimes have libraries. Sometimes they also have a hotline. Or they'll have third-year law students. 
actually run in the clinic and they are they will help you prepare documents they will help you set up court dates they will help whatever they you know whatever they are equipped to do they will actually a lot of them will actually help you at, at some point to some extent another resource is there are attorneys now which is becoming much more prevalent who are serving as in the capacity of legal coaches and 10, 15, 20 years ago, that wasn't a thing because of the ethical rules and the ethical obligations. But now, for a lot of reasons, now legal coaching, attorneys offering legal coaching services, and this is not free. Everything that I'm talking about is not free. Some of them are just low cost or reasonable, reasonably uh, priced. But an attorney who can provide uh, legal coaching will generally probably charge you by the hour as opposed to requiring an upfront uh, retainer fee of 5000 or 7500 or 10000 to get started to do anything. Um, so uh, find out attorneys who are offering legal coaching services in your area. Um, another thing is websites. There are websites that actually are really helpful um, that will, you know, to some extent, will either uh, offer reduced rate uh, legal advice I think Nolo has uh, Nolo.com, I believe it is. I think they have a list of attorneys that will actually, I think when you use their service, they will actually pair you or match you up with an attorney in your area. That And I believe their attorneys are, I think they, they, they create a directory of attorneys. So my guess is, I haven't used them in a while. I used to go there. I actually used to be on there. I don't know if it's changed. I believe, though, that they do. I know for a fact that they do have attorneys, uh, an attorney directory, and on that directory there are attorneys who will charge you uh, abated fees or even sliding scale fees. Um, sometimes just getting a consultation is all you need, or having someone to run things by periodically is all you need, um, and that suffices. That's good enough. But take advantage of that. It's. NOLO is one, um, and then you have some free sites that where attorneys will, they don't really give legal advice, so I'm not really a huge fan of them, but they'll get you, sometimes they'll get you in the right direction, like avo.com is one. There's a ton of Reddit groups out there where attorneys pop in and they answer a few questions. Attorneys are limited as to how much they can actually say without knowing your case. So they don't do it to be, as someone mentioned before, a gatekeeper. It's just because it's, it gets really complex with, you know, with um, the rules that attorneys have to abide by and trying to answer questions when they only have, you know, five lines of information. But sometimes they, they can tell you procedural things, you know, they can guide you as to which procedure is the maybe the right procedure for you. So Reddit groups are a huge, huge, huge resource. Um, those Reddit groups, some of them are really, really, I am in a few, um, and I, I pop in every now and again. I don't go in there often, but um, there's some Reddit groups that are really, really active, and there some of them really have quite a few uh, attorneys in there, and they will answer questions for you, so that's a good place to that's also free you don't have to pay pay for that and then you have those legal plans those uh i forgot what they call they're called but those monthly legal plans with your job where you pay 25 or 50 dollars a month and you're able to talk to an attorney 
and they can, you know, guide you and, you know, assist you and, and, and things of that nature. That's also a very good resource as well, because again, sometimes you just need to ask a few questions and you can search on the internet all you want. If you find something and you don't know what it means or you don't quite understand how it applies, you, you're still going to need someone to run it by so that they can give you their insight. They can help you understand and explain exactly what it is you found because legalese is like a foreign language um, to a lot of people. And, you know, it doesn't matter that the information, because the information is out there, the information is available, but sometimes you need someone to help you break it down and understand it in a, you know, layman's terms. So those monthly legal subscription plans, those are really helpful in that respect as well. And then you have just websites like Justia.com. Justia is really, really good because Justia has a lot of, of court procedure rules, laws, a few case law on there, um, statutes, um, things like that. Justia, I actually use Justia very, very often. I use Justia quite a bit in my business in providing my service because it's it's just a it's it's really a wealth. I'll give you an example. When I'm looking up the best interest of the child factors for any state, I usually go to Justia, J-U-S-T-I-A.com. I usually go to Justia to look up the specific factors for a specific state when I need them. Um, and sometimes when I want to just uh, find a specific court rule or a court rule of evidence or a, court, a civil court rule of procedure, I will go to Justia as well. Because again, I know that I, I will probably more than likely find exactly what I'm looking for on that website. So that's a good resource as well. And then you have places like Case Text, I believe. Case Text will allow you to find a couple, a few cases for free, actually. Case Text is actually pretty good because if you Google certain issues that you're researching and you put and you include in your Google query case law, a lot of times free case law will come up and a lot of times it's from case text. I actually used to use case text as my subscription-based legal research um, resource, but I wind up switching to something else now. But case text is pretty good, actually. Case text, I still use case text, actually. <laughs> I still use case text when I'm, you know, when I'm in a, you know, in a rush, I will actually Google a specific issue and then put case law and, and do exactly what I just said. Even if I don't put case text in my query search, um, sometimes a case law from case text will come up and you can actually read it. You can actually read the full text of the case. I think they limit you as to how many you can actually access unless you start paying for it. But I think it's awesome that they, you know, that you can even pull up something. Um, and I think case text is what I use sometimes for when I look up judges. Um, I there's not much I can find on case text, but again, because you know, after a certain number of searches, they require you to pay. Um, but sometimes, again, when I'm in a bind, I will use case text. Um, that's casetext.com. Another few that I use. Sometimes I will use Google Scholar. I don't use it often. Google Scholar is good for finding anything in print regarding uh, family law topics or any topic, family law topics. So you can find case law, you can find articles, you can find um, journals, you can find things like that. The, the problem with Google Scholar is 
um, when you find case law on there, you have no idea whether or not it's it's good case law, if it's on point. Like, there's no way to see how many times it's been cited, where it's been cited, how it's been used, you know, or it, it, it's not a f comprehensive um, resource database to find legitimate case law for specific issues that you might have in your case. So, and I know a lot of people rely on Google Scholar because it's free. Um, but again, I wouldn't rely on anything, you know, that I find in Google Scholar. I, I do look and then I'll dig deeper and take what I find from there and just do my own um, additional research to further explore the validity or the accuracy of what Google Scholar produced. But yeah, it's still, you know, for some people, it still works to some degree. And then, you know, the, the, your, uh, the library, law school libraries sometimes will allow um, litigants to come in and use their resources. You can actually, it, it can be overwhelming to actually go to a physical law library, but if it depends on how they're staffed, how they're arranged, how they're laid out, how they're set up, the extent of access they have, the, the extent of the resources they have. But for some people who are not intimidated by walking into a, a law library, it, it can be really helpful because some law libraries actually do have computers and they give you access to maybe Lexis or Westlaw, a limited access usually. Um, um, and the same thing for court libraries as well. So those resources can be extremely helpful. I don't want to overlook the significance and the importance of what's becoming really popular lately, and that is custody coaches, legal coaches, strategists like myself, um, I'm trying to think of other titles, that divorce coaches, that's all I can really think of. I know there's more, but I'm, I'm trying to specifically mention the ones who help people with their case not just with the emotional and the mental aspect of divorce and or custody, but the actual, the legal, the analytical, the organizational, that part. And if a lot of divorce coaches usually focus on the emotional and the practical, they don't really focus on the more of the intricate stuff with the, you know, the actual family court process itself, like I do. Um, but there are custody coaches and legal coaches who do. Um, there are custody coaches, I don't know, I, I am aware of a few custody coaches who will, you know, help people with organizing evidence, for instance, who will help people prepare for court, for instance. And there are legal coaches who will do the same, who will dig deeper and try to really focus in a center on helping people prepare, you know, themselves and or their case for the actual court experience, family court experience. Those are really valuable resources because there are some people who have to have some help. You know, they're not good at or, uh, organizing, for example, or uh, speaking in public, for example, or of maybe just managing their emotions you know, long enough to, you know, articulate the case properly. And, you know, so a lot of times, you know, when you have the right coach or strategist or whomever to help you in that respect, you know, it really makes a difference. It really, it really can make a difference. So those are really good resources. I want to caution people, though, against 
hiring or working with people who are just not going to help focus, help you focus on what really matters for court, right? Um, there are a lot of people who claim to be, you know, a coach or a strategist or advisor or consultant, and all they're doing is pretty much talking you into or talking you up or helping you build up you know enough confidence and not that you don't need confidence because you do but that's all they're doing and they don't really get like I said they don't really get into the knit and grit of family court because they don't have any family court experience but they're their own case and that's the extent of their experience and so I want to warn you about working with people like that if you are truly pro se and you have some really nuanced issues or some very uh, sensitive issues or you're dealing with a really high conflict opposing party or other party other parents op um i want to caution you against going that route unless you're fully aware of what you're getting into because a lot of people who've come to me not a lot but a few people who've come to me have mentioned working with someone else and I, I realize, I see the limitations of them having worked with that other person and when, when I see their case, when I see how their case is organized or not organized or arranged or not arranged or, or put together or not put together because they didn't really focus on that aspect of their case and they didn't help them see that they needed to focus on that aspect of the case. When you're pro se, when you're pro se, Especially if you're pro se and you've never worked with an attorney or you've your experience in family court has been limited. When you're pro se and you meet those other criteria, it's important that you understand that family court is not what you think it is. It's not you just, I'm just going to go in and tell my story and I'm going to win. That's not how it works. And so a lot of the point I'm making is a lot of these coaches will tell people, hey, yeah, this is the argument that you need to go in there and make. This is the way you're going to, this is the evidence that you need to take in there and that's it. And they don't, and that's not, that's not how it works. They, you need to know the argument that's going to work that you know the court is going to listen to, not the argument that you say, not the argument that you think. It has to be an argument that the court is going to be inclined to listen to. So in other words, it's like you, you know, you're speaking uh, English and you're going to uh, you know an establishment that's all Spanish and you're thinking just because you're you, you're I speak English so I'm gonna I'm gonna make them understand no it doesn't work like that you're in their territory so you gotta go in there and you gotta speak their language if you really want to get some service you're gonna have to speak their language you're gonna have to figure out how to com communicate using their language not yours and that's the same thing with family court so a lot of these coaches will help you by organizing things, but they're not helping you organize it, organize it in a way where you can present it to the court, where the court is going to receive it or accept it the way they expect it to be presented to them. Or even speaking the language. You, you have to go into court making your argument, speaking the court's language the way the court expects you to, not the way you expect you to. And that's not easy to do because if you have not been in family court, except for on your case, you won't know that. And a lot of these coaches, you know, that's it. They just, they, they won their case and now they're coaching other people. And I commend them because I think that's great. 
but I think that they're missing that component. And for some people, they still prevail. You know, some people still are able to prevail with just that. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that that's not going to work for everybody. And so sometimes when you're working with them and you come back after that and you realize your keys didn't go exactly as you put. And I have quite a few people come to me and tell me that they were disappointed because they were ripped off by, you know, a few people out there calling themselves custody coaches and they didn't help them much. You know, they, they made guarantees. That's a big red flag. Nobody should be making a guarantee to you ever, ever. No one can make a guarantee to you in family court or any court because you just don't know. There's too many variables. No one can guarantee you any sort of outcome. If they do, run. And so a few people have come to me and said, oh, I'm so disappointed because they told me that this was going to work. Well, I can't tell you what's going to work. No one can tell you what's going to work. No one. No one can tell you what's going to work. We can increase your chances of it working, but no one can tell you what's going to work. So my discussion today is really about finding resources and using them wisely. Because when you do find resources, you have to still use discernment. You have to use your better judgment. Everything that's out there is not necessarily going to be the best thing for you. And how do you know that? Well, you have to take the time out to figure out what your issues are, what your real issues are, what, your, what the, the, the other party's issues are, what you're up against when it comes to your judge, when it comes to your specific court, when it comes to the, the opposing counsel, when it comes to the guardian at litem or any other players that's going to come into your case. You know, you have to look at the overall picture and you have to say, you know what, is this going to work? Is this going to help me? Because these are my issues and these are the challenges and this is what I'm up against. And this is, you know, the, 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 the uphill battle that I have to overcome. I have to climb and overcome. So it's your job to say, you know what, all these resources, even the ones I just mentioned, not everything is going to work for you. Not everything is going to work for you. Not everything should work for you. So that doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't keep looking for more and exploring more. But you need to understand that you can't just hang your hat on one thing, whether it's me telling you or anyone else. You have to do your own due diligence and you have to use discernment and decide which of those is going to work best for you. And that's going to take some thought. That's going to take some planning, plotting and thinking. Nothing comes easy. You, if your case is already underway in family court and there's no turning back, then there's no turning back. That you can't just give up because you've hit a few, um, you, you tried a few of those routes for resources and you hit a few brick walls. You can't just give up. You have to keep moving. You have to keep trying. Move on to something else. You know, the, the beauty of trying something and realizing it, it didn't work is that you're now you're aware of what you need. That should help you narrow in or, or hone in on exactly what it is you, you do need and what you know you don't need or what you know is not going to work for you. That's, you know, that's the beauty of trial and error, which I am a huge fan of. I don't believe in failures. I believe in lessons. I believe in opportunities. I believe when something doesn't work, you try something else and you keep doing it until you find something that, that, that works for you. That's what I believe in. I'm a strategist, so I'm always going to find a solution to your problem, to my problem. I don't believe in there is no there is no answer, there is no solution. It may not be the one we want, but there's something available. There's something out there for. But for me to give up just because I couldn't find an answer, never. 
never, never. I'll just reshift my focus, but I'm never going to stop and say, oh, I give up because there just isn't an answer. I'm just going to find another way <laughs> to solve the same problem. That's what strategists do. So anyway, that's all I have for today. Hopefully you will find something that works for you. Keep looking. There's always something new added. There's always some information being made available. There's always something, someone who is joining the force and, you know, who decided they want to, you know, be of service. So if you look for something last week and you came up with nothing, try again next week. <laughs> try again next week. Your brain may be functioning differently next week. You may be in a better mood next week. So you're able to, you know, attract what you're radiating with. Um, there may be, like I said, some new people who decided to, <laughs> to join the family court the family law arena and you know now they're available so if it, you didn't find anything this week Monday's a new one well Sunday's a new one but <laughs> start all over again on Sunday or Monday or whichever day you choose right the point is there's always resources out there use discernment be diligent be persistent be determined that's it that's all I have for you today thank you so much for tuning in I am glad to be back Keep looking out for me. The new episode releases every Wednesday, every Wednesday at Self-Represented and Family Court. Look for me. If you want to find me on Facebook, my group is Self-Represented uh, for uh, Divorce and Custody Strategy Group. My website is www.thedivorcesolutionist.com. My podcast is Self-Represented and Family Court. And I will see you next time. We want to thank you for joining us here at Self-Representing Family Court, where we discuss all things strategy in family court. Join us next time. Until then, visit us at www.thedivorcesolutionist.com.